Hey, folks, welcome into the 615 Preps Podcast Preseason Edition. Alongside Scott Burton, I'm Chris Brooks, and this is the final preseason preview show we have, and we will finish up Division Two, both AA and AAA, in this episode. Not many teams to cover in each region, so this shouldn't take very long. No, it shouldn't, but uh, we'll do what we do best, talk. <laughs> what these what these regions do have in common, though they're very competitive and, and some really hotly contested games should be on the schedule this season for a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, this uh, this region or this division is is absolutely loaded. And got a couple of state runner-ups last year, CPA and AA, NBA and AAA, and several contenders looking to either knock them out of the state title game or, or maybe go win the thing themselves. And there's definitely some talent that can get that done. Yeah, it, it was a little disappointing last year that, uh, you know, we talked about Middle Tennessee teams, you know, especially ones in our area, uh, making it as far as it did, but uh, just couldn't uh, couldn't close the deal. Um, you know, the teams at the top of these two divisions uh, definitely have what it takes to, to bring it home. The question is, can they? Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about the ones that did get there last year in just a bit. Um, you know, with everything that's going on in the preseason and not much practice time and no spring practice, you know, what do you think some of these teams are going to have to to do to, to get hit the ground running? Well, the teams that had players that were already um, in place had had some experience. The good thing was is that those ones already knew. It's when you have new people, new players coming up that you've got to get up and going. So I think that in some of those respects, you may have to cut the playbook down, um, focus on just uh, who you're playing, at least in the first few games, Cut down the playbook, make it to where you're having quality plays and not trying to overload the kids too much. Because right now it's about getting in shape, execution, and you know the other stuff will come as you play more and more. And we'll dive into some of these in just a minute. So let's take a quick break and then we'll dive right in, starting with Division Two AA's middle region. We'll do that after this on the 615 Preps podcast. Stay with us. Hey, folks. If you want to support high school football coverage all across Middle Tennessee, let 615 Preps help. We have sponsorship opportunities for the 2020 season to suit all needs and budgets. For more information, shoot us an email at 615preps at gmail.com. That's 615preps at gmail.com. 615 Preps, Friday night's finest play here. Back here on the 615 Preps Podcast preseason episode, we start our preview in this episode with Division II AA's middle region. Five teams in it from the area, including CPA, who tried to repeat as state champions last year but was unable to, losing to ECS in the title game in a close one. Yeah, it it was one of the, uh, the better games uh, in the championship games. Um, CPA just could not get their offense going, and – and that was the thing that was, I think, most surprising. Uh, the good news is is that they've got uh, a lot of their defense back. The questions with them is going to be on offense. They only have three starters returning on offense. Pretty heavily loaded senior class. But uh, the good news is is that one of those three returning is Cade Law. Yep. Their, their senior quarterback, uh, you know, he threw uh, – 63, 149, 1,200 yards around, just short of 1,200 yards, 13 passing touchdowns, another 500 yards rushing, 
eight rushing touchdowns. He's a real deal. Yeah, and an offense that relies a lot on the ground game also gets a boost back with Tyler Reed's return. He had a big hand in that championship game as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And you can't forget about, uh, Mr. Everything with him is Maverick Rodriguez. Right. Uh, yeah, he's a little wide receiver. He's a little return man. He's a little defensive back. Uh, but he's not. he doesn't play little. I mean, he's – He's 5'7", 165, but he is an absolute stud out there. He was the region athlete of the year. Yeah. He had he had 1,000 all-purpose yards and then 56 tackles and four picks. So he really is the guy that gets it going. Yeah, they were scheduled to have a rematch with ECS in the opening game, but ECS, because of the pandemic concerns, would not travel to Nashville this year. So a little bit different schedule for CPA here in 2020. Still going to be a tough start for them as they actually now open at Riverdale and at Independence. Yeah, it's a good test right out the gate. Their offensive line is huge. Uh, David Enoch, uh, Graham Roten, Spencer Dams, Jack Fowler, Parker Fritton, uh, Enoch's all state, but they're they're all 200 pounders. So they're all, you know, they're all going to be able to uh, to move the ball on the ground. Uh, it, that First game is going to be uh, is going to be a heck of a game, I think. It's going to be a really good test with Riverdale's defense and CPA's offense. That that's going to be an interesting little tussle to see what CPA has out of the gate. Engel Barton scheduled tough on purpose last year, mm-hmm. and it showed in the first four weeks when they lost all of them. They lost five of seven, but then the second half of the year they turned it on and, and went on a tear. And that's a coach who's who's looking at the future. He's looking. He knows what it's going to take to get where he needs to be. And so he's got to throw a test at his team real early. And, you know, what a treat to get that game in the first week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A team that's going to immediately challenge them, Trent Dilfer's bunch at Lipscomb Academy, his second season, was one step away from getting to Cookville, but they, they fell short in the semis at CPA. Yeah, this team, uh, last year there was a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of a learning, um, a lot of getting used to the system. Um <laughs> I, I, I think that within another year or two, Dilfer will uh, have his boys in the championship game. He's just the, – they are just moving at an accelerated pace. And their quarterback, uh, Luther Richardson, uh, right now, he is the real deal. Right? He's, uh, you know, 6'3", 195, so he's a big guy, 2,200, almost 2,300 yards passing, uh, 23 TDs. They sling the rock. Yeah. And uh, – they they had a pretty good defense though in the region they only gave up twenty three a game, uh, their offense was thirty five. They were getting better as it went on. Yeah, they did. They improved quite a bit over over the bulk of the season. Even in the games that they kind of lost late in the year, they were. I mean, they lost to Father Ryan by eight, gave up thirty two in that one, but held teams to fifteen and seventeen points. And in the playoffs, Boy Buchanan and Grace Christian, they couldn't stop their offense. Yeah, and they've got a great running back in Jaden Lyles, all-region running back, uh, 1,263 yards, 20 uh, rushing TDs. Yep. He can catch out of the backfield. Uh, they've got a 4-4 speedster on the outside, Willie Barris. Yeah. He's uh, likely to return, and he's looking to play defensive back. But the guy on defense that I'm really looking at is Tate Taylor. He's a senior linebacker. He had 59 tackles last year, 14 tackles for loss and four sacks. You know, I think that I, I I think that this year CPA has got a lot, but there's this. I mean, this team could challenge them yeah. certainly. You mentioned Barris. Also, he could play in the secondary as well. He's got offers from 
Air Force State in the Valparaiso. Was a transfer from Michigan. Had 62 tackles and six interceptions and forced four fumbles a year ago. So, you know, they've got a playmaker on that side to, to cause havoc over there. And their game against CPA, you know, that's going to be it for this region, in, in my opinion. You know, they, on October 2nd, they host CPA this year, which is a good thing. They had to go to CPA both times last year, and it didn't work out for them. I hope they have a good opening act. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. With the pandemic, they may not be able to do anything over there for, as far as – that. Well, that is true, May just have to stream <laughs> stream somebody <laughs> right and have a little little post Which, a little pregame another, tailgate. Another disappointing thing because that that there's there I mean there's generating excitement around that program. Oh yeah, it is ju- doing nothing but and that's why I say they're growing at an accelerated pace because everybody over there is all in. Yeah, yeah. People are talking about that at a rate that you didn't really talk about them before after Dilfer's arrival. So I mean, we'll see what year two has in store for the Mustangs. Behind them, you, know, you had you had FRA and BGA in, in the in the mix there. Uh, Franklin Road Academy, and they Scott, what's what's going on with FRA? What were they? Well, they're they're pretty solid. The um, problem is they're in the same division as uh, CPA and yeah, Lipscomb. Exactly. I mean that that's their biggest thing. I mean. You know, they're going to be a tough out for, for both of those teams, but their quarterback play is going to be the most important. Uh, David DeRocher, uh, he's big and strong. Um, he gets his turn to see what he can do with the top job. And this team is returning uh, five offensive players, five defensive players, so only 11 seniors on the team. And that, that makes it a little difficult. Um, but uh, one of the guys you got to look at is Jeffrey Vercher. Yep. Uh, the running back, uh, linebacker, uh, linebacker combo. Uh, a 1,400-yard rusher, 17 touchdowns on defense, 44 tackles, a pick six. Uh, he returned kicks. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife, right. but he's a really quality one. Yeah. Um, so th- they're, they've they got tools. they got talent. Uh, it's just uh, in, any other, in any other division, you know, this team may be a consistent playoff team. Right. It's just, you know, they've got to find a way to get up to where they can compete consistently with CPA yeah. and Lipscomb. Yeah, just to try to get out of those out of that three seed and maybe get a first round bye. They did win their first playoff game last year before losing at Los Angeles 42-21 in the quarterfinals. So, uh, another step needing to be taken by FRA. Yeah, defense is going to be their big thing. Can they take that next step defensively? On the other side, BGA was 8-4 and four as well and did the same thing. They won their first-round game, went to Evangelical Christian, and lost 13-9. to nine. They were this close to possibly having a trip to, to Cookville. The Wildcats, though, have to replace a really key piece. Nick Semptom-Helter graduates. They need a new quarterback. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a big thing I had in uh, bold here. Who steps up? Yeah. Uh, who, who's going to play that? Um yeah, you know, they've got a couple of quarterbacks that are in the mix. Brett Brown, uh, they coaches are expecting both to battle. Um, Brown may be a little bit more mobile than uh, than the other. Uh, Joseph Cummings, uh, uh, he's a, a Joseph Cummings, a little bigger quarterback, 6'2", 190, uh, but he's got arm strength and accuracy. Accuracy, so it's going to be really dependent upon I think situations of who they're going to go with, or maybe somebody comes out and just wins it outright. It's going to be an interesting battle to see how they do because, like you said, uh, replacing their quarterback who is uh, uh, 
now Bucknell, is that correct? Yep, Bucknell. Uh, yeah, replacing Nick uh, is going to be tricky. Uh, they've got some tools on offense. Zach Flores, uh, good running back, defensive back. He's shifty. Got excellent vision. Boy, he can spot a seam and just right, right through it. Um, Xavier Shaw, wide receiver. He stretches defenses. He's got deceptive speed, really good hands. He's an excellent special teams player and a really good corner. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle with this one, but uh, Iman uh, Lorosby. I hope that's right. He's a running back, linebacker. Um, he had 29 tackles, 10 uh, for loss, three sacks. He gets upfield in a hurry. Big hitter strips the ball. And then you've got Zion Morris, 54 tackles, four tackles for loss as a sophomore. Yeah. 6'1", 285, offensive line, defensive line. He's only going to get better. Yeah, big piece up front for, for the Wildcats and, and will be an important piece for any hopes they have of, of doing damage in this region. Now, they did beat Lipscomb Academy last year, but they lost to FRA, and that's what got them back into third place. Right. So they were, they were close, but having to play some key pieces, we'll see what BGA can turn up with. Uh, good pasture. New coach this year. They were fifth last year in the region. It's been a bit of struggle for, for good pasture the last couple of years. So how does this team get out of the basement? Well, first of all, uh, this is the first year for Coach Turner. Um, he's got to come in. It, it's just really difficult coming in and trying to install a system when you have no spring practice, uh, when you, you're you limited in what you can put in. So I think this team is um, still going to be in a rebuilding mode. They only have seven seniors. Uh, and defense is where they really need help. They gave up in region almost 50 points a game. Um it it was uh, their offense was was fine, uh, and well region I take that back regions they're about fourteen about two touchdowns so, but they've got some talent that's the thing they got talent here, you got Brendan Jones at wide receiver he's slated to play baseball at Kansas State, he's got some talent. Um, most time I see him on film he's a flanker he's catching balls out of the backfield he has size speed, um, you know who's going to be quarterback. There's a lot of questions around this team about, you know, who's going to win out at certain positions. Um, but knowing that uh, you get they get Adam Kreider back, who's a huge offensive lineman, 6'5", 265, coming back from an ACL injury. They got another uh, – one of the bigger centers that you'll see out there, Ben Hansen, 6'3", 240, as a center. That's That's big. Uh, and then they've got a really shifty, uh, nice running back, Jeremy C. Paul, senior. Um, on defense, he has extending speed. He reads he reads quarterback's eyes well. He's a ball hawk. They've got to find a way to get him the ball on offense. So the question is going to be who's going to play quarterback and have they got time to install their system? I think this team is a, is a year or two away from making some noise. It just depends. Yeah, the real problem with Good Pasture is they're just in this region and they haven't had any success in it since they joined this region three years ago. And they've won one game in the past three seasons in this region, and they're seven and twenty-three overall for Tyler Turner. And no, or under Tyler Turner's first year, he actually came from Olive Branch, Mississippi, the a year ago, and then mm-hmm. Liberty Tech before then. So, Good Pasture will be. We'll try to get out of the basement, but it is going to be a tough road for them. They've got some good competition in front of them. Yep. Let's take a break, and then we'll get into AAA after this. This is 615 Preps Podcast. Stay with us.
Back here on the 615 Preps podcast, we turn our attention to Division II, tri- two AAA and start with Ensworth. And Ensworth was close to getting back to the Blue Cross Bowl last year, ran into McCauley at the wrong time. In fact, had beaten McCauley three weeks earlier and then suffered an eight-point loss to the Blue Tornado in the semifinals. How many times do we uh, do we see that it is so difficult to beat the same team twice in a season? It's hard. It, it's very difficult, and it seems like in, in high school football, it, it's even more so. Yeah. Um, we saw it with Friendship Christian in Trousdale, and there have been uh, – Brentwood, Ravenwood. Brentwood, Ravenwood. Watertown, Trousdale County. Trousdale County. Uh, I mean, it's just so hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, it really is. But Ensworth's got some pieces coming back, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah, they got uh, six uh, starter, or starters coming back on the defensive side, five on offense, 11 seniors. So you have some experience coming back. Do have to replace, though, Keyshawn Lawrence. Yeah. That's a big, big piece that's missing from both sides. Um, but they've got a guy. They've got a guy. They've got a guy. <laughs> Everybody should have a guy. They've got several guys, but the <laughs> one I'm true. talking about is Andre Turrentine. Yep. Now, wide receiver, cornerback, senior, Ohio State commit. He's 2019 All-Region. He's got blazing speed. He's got the ability to run away from defenders as a receiver. Loves to hit from his safety position. Had 64 tackles last year, uh, 261 yards receiving, three touchdowns. Kind of does it all. Um, but, I mean, he is absolutely blazing fast. But they, they've got another guy. They do have another guy <laughs> in that secondary, too. Yeah, yeah. Talio Malone had 86 tackles with four for a loss and did a little bit of work at fullback as well. So, you know. Uh, It'd yeah. be really, really solid defender for Ensworth. Actually, he's a linebacker. He's not a he's not a secondary member. My apologies. No, no, you're good. <laughs> it, no, but I tell you, yeah, he he will hit you. He's a middle mm-hmm. linebacker that loves to hit. He can shake blockers, still come up and and uh, lay the lumber down. But he's really fun to watch as a running back. Yes, yes, it's, absolutely. I mean, he runs low. He's behind his pads. He's tough to bring down. It, it's like trying to tackle a bulldozer. Yeah. I mean, seriously, he bounces off of people. Yeah, they use him at fullback a lot. He's a great blocker. Yeah, he's a, he he was just so fun to watch on film. They've got uh, Bryce Edmondson, uh, mm-hmm. another linebacker, yep. tight end. He's a senior. Big guy, 6'3", 220. He's a Memphis commit. Yep. At linebacker, man, he runs sideline to sideline. He tackles extremely well. He's very hard to block. Um, they've got a, a, a Jacob K, uh, Page, another wide receiver, a sophomore defensive back. He's ready to have a breakout year. Coaches are really excited about him. Yeah, you know, Answorth, they didn't, they didn't quite make the Blue Cross Bowl, but it, it seems like they have pieces in place to try to make that run again this year. A team that is coming off a major disappointment from last season is Brentwood Academy. And we don't say this much about them in many years. They didn't make the playoffs last year for the first time in more than three decades. Yeah, it was a shocker. I, I think it shocked it shocked us, but I think it shocked them even more. Yeah. Uh, this team was ready last year. I, it was It's amazing to me that uh, it just didn't work out for them. This team is loaded with several seniors, though. This year, th- this year, this team is absolutely phenomenal. And it really starts up front because they've got some beef up there with, with Noah Josie in in particular leading that offensive line. 
Oh, yeah, he's getting several SEC looks. He's 6'5", 280. Uh, he's an incredibly mobile. He gets leverage on people, gets his hands in there. He, he can move people around. He was 2019 All-Region. right? Uh, but next to him, you've got Eli Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a North Carolina commit, another All-Region player. He plays mean. Yep. I mean he's 6'7", 280, yeah. plays mean. He blocks to the whistle. He drives people. You know how I love pancakes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These are my favorite guys. These are my <laughs> pancake guys. These are going to be the all uh, the all IHOP guys. No, uh, eh. Not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> point, this, let's make that clear right now. Yeah, right now. But but we're willing to listen. Yeah, uh, for sure. The O-line is the strength of this team. Um, you know, the question is who's going to run behind it. Um and right, uh, looking at, they've got several running backs back there. One that kind of jumped out at me just because he's, he kind of plays both ways and kind of reminds me of uh, Malone uh, for Innsworth is Case and uh, Kalmus. Yep. You know, he's 5'11", 170. You know, as a safety, he's good. He, he comes up and makes plays, hits hard, tracks ball. But at running back, he's got good speed. He catches the ball extremely well. And Brentwood Academy has a good, good quarterback in Taylor Montiel. 6'2", 180, strong arm, accurate. He should be able to hit his guys coming out of the backfield. Right, he usually puts it on the on the money, leads them well. I can see Calmus, you know, with several, several big hits out of the backfield. I, I, I think that this team right now, You've got three legitimate D1 senior linemen. They're hungry, and they I, I can see this as the class of this of this uh, region. Yeah, they have Division. some they have some young pieces coming up too. Now the, the crazy thing, the crazy stat here: nineteen ninety seven was the last time Brentwood Academy did not make the postseason. It's been that long, but that's not the that's not the most ridiculous stat. What's the most ridiculous stat, They Chris? still have the most consecutive winning seasons in this area. 48 consecutive years with a winning record. Wow. The last time they did not finish above 500, 1972, they were 1-10. Wow. Yeah, so, that's, that's saying something. So, you know, they still have that to hang on their hat. They were had a winning record last year. But uh, B.A. wants yeah. to get back to the playoffs and do damage. 1972 – uh, what did Brentwood look like back then? That's I don't know. Honestly, that was before my time. So you tell me. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm sorry. 72, I was – no, okay. I, I'm too young. All right, okay. fair enough. Fair enough. We'll uh, we'll get to Father Ryan next and the Fighting Irish. You know, it's been troublesome for them in this region since they joined it, and they're always having to look up with uh, – at Brentwood Academy and at Ensworth and, and the Chattanooga schools. You know, How, how does Brian Rector's – crew get out of get out of last place well you know you know I'll, I'll just take it from from what he's what he's told us that uh they're young in several spots but they're experienced for their age and overall um you know uh from what he says he feels like they're gonna have to take if they can take care of the football and offense and make big plays on defense make teams work the whole field then uh then that's going to be the key to their success and that's coming Directly from uh, from Coach Rector, um, they've got eighteen seniors on this team, six offense, six defense, so they're balanced. They've got some 
they've got some pieces here in place, and the one that jumps out to me is D.C. Tapscott, mm-hmm. the yep. uh, senior quarterback, 6'4", 210. He's signed with Appalachian State, or Appalachian State, depending on where you're from. Where you're from. <laughs> um, you know, he, he had 1,500 yards passing, 17 t- TDs last year. He's got a big arm. He can move around the pocket, but the thing that impresses me the most is that he keeps his eyes downfield. He's looking to pass all the time, and he places the ball very, very well. I think that he is – I think that App State really got a good quarterback if that's where he's going to play there uh, because he's very impressive. Uh, he'll be throwing to Parker Erdman, um, who's a wide receiver and defensive back. Uh, he caught uh, 578 yards, uh, 43 passes for 578 yards and, and nine TDs. He's a possession receiver, but he can stretch the field. He has excellent hands. The thing that got me is that he has extremely good concentration. He works the sidelines really well. Um, at corner, he stays with receivers. He breaks on the ball well and has good return skills. And they, they need that because uh, their defensive uh, – their defense needs improving. That's what got them last year is that they just gave up way too many points. But they have some guys. Uh, Steph Ponder, um, he's a linebacker. He's a sophomore. Uh, he also is going to play running back. He's got good speed. Um, if you don't seal the edge, he'll make you pay. Yep. Um, they've got a defensive end in Amari Chapman. He's a sophomore, 6'2", 240 sophomore. At defensive end, and this kid is disruptive on the defensive line. Gets into the backfield. Uh, he's going to be a force if he continues to develop. He's going to be a force. Drake uh, Drake Carlson, the Carlson brothers on the offensive line, uh, they got really good, uh, really good size. They're going to protect Tab Scott. Uh, Drake is actually defensive, uh, a defensive lineman as well. <laughs> he looks for people to hit, man. It's fun to watch him on film. He's just looking for people to hit. Uh, their offensive line is very good. Eli Wilson, uh, Marcus Kennedy Holt. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, he is devastating. If you get a chance to see his film, he devastates people when he pulls out a guard. I mean, I saw more pancakes than Pancake Pantry, dude. I didn't go where you thought I was going to go. <laughs> no, you didn't. Also not a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, and then again, uh, at, at wide receiver, uh, they've got Josh Pfeiffer, who uh, had four TDs, smart receiver. He finds holes in the secondary. He's one of those guys that reminds you of, like, uh, Julian Edelman. Yeah. You know, not blazing speed, but manages to find the gaps in the defense and, and knows how to get open. Yeah. I think this team really does have a chance to, to make some noise, but they are going to have, as Coach says, they're going to have to cut out mistakes and make teams work. Yeah, and you can't make mistakes in this region. Since Knoxville Catholic joined last year and they split them up into east and west, before then they were still playing teams like Baylor McCauley, you know, Answorth, and Brentwood Academy, and they weren't having a lot of success. They have not won a region game since 2017. If that tells you what their struggles are like, they've got to start there if they're going to try to, to make any noise and, and make a playoff bid in 2020 we'll shift gears for a minute we'll go to the west region only a couple of teams over there to look at and starting with the team that came up short in the blue cross bowl against macaulay nba and nba's got some intriguing pieces back especially a quarterback with marcel reed going coming back after what was a really good second half run last year 
Yeah, for a freshman, yep. he played very, very well. And he's a big kid, but he's also awfully fast. Uh, 6'3", 215, 1,100 yards uh, passing, eight TDs, can run the ball, ran for 377 and four touchdowns. He's electric. He's got a strong arm, and he's only going to get better. Yeah. They, I, There's almost an embarrassment of riches uh, in their skill positions. Uh, Patrick Wilk at running back, um, he had 860 yards rushing, eight touchdowns. He's tough, hard-nosed, north-south runner, seldom goes backwards. Um, wide receiver, Sam Banks, a vertical receiver. This kid's got 4-4 speed, gets open, works the field well. Zach Herbstreet, uh, 6'3", 225. He's a big body tight end. Again, another one of those guys who just finds ways to get open or they find ways of getting the ball in space, and he can rumble with the best of them. But he blocks very, very well. Uh, and then, uh, to me, their secret weapon uh, is Andrew Bulgarino, their kicker. Uh, he was perfect on, on touch, uh, PATs and field goals last year. And uh, he's got a big, big leg. And I think that – I think they're going to be in some games where he's going to be a factor. Yeah. Yeah, their defense did a, a whale of a job in the second half of the season, not allowing any more than, than 14 points from their October 4th game against JP2 up until the Blue Cross Bowl when McCauley put 28 on them. So they'll rely on a lot on that, on that this year. And they are – They've got uh, they've got new facilities that uh, to show off this year. They do, but they're not going to get to show them off for a couple of weeks. They were the only private school that is not moving forward with the season at the moment because of the COVID nineteen pandemic in, in, in Nashville. They're sitting out. Most of the other private schools are playing, so, but their head ma- their headmaster was the one that kind of signed the agreement to to halt stuff in in Nashville. So they're kind of so tied. They their ca- their hands are kind of tied. So who are they looking at starting out with? Are they looking at starting September fourth. At the moment, it looks to be the case. Looking at their schedule, I mean, they had Pearl Cone scheduled for August twenty eighth. That won't happen now. Saint Benedict, September fourth, this is their region opener on the road. So that's probably that maybe when they when they first hit the field. Yeah, that's uh, that that's the one that uh, that got to me because you look right behind it. You're talking about Saint Benedict, Briarcrest, and then MUS. Boom, and then Innsworth. So any any chance to iron out any pl- uh, problems that you might have had yeah. gone. Yeah. I mean, St. Benedict, okay, that's a good tune-up probably, but after that, it's just going to be, you know, grind. Yeah. Another team, the next one we'll mention, also had a schedule change early. Pope John Paul II was supposed to play Overton in week one. That won't happen. They're going to play at Smyrna to open the season. And the Knights have a pretty special running back coming back and some pieces on the offense. So the Knights, they're kind of like Father Ryan, except they have had a little bit more success in that region. Still hasn't equated to a playoff appearance, though, in a couple of years. Yeah, boy, and they jump right out of the box with Smyrna. Yep. Which is, uh, that's going to be a test. But uh, you mentioned uh, that this team's got five uh uh, pieces coming back, starters coming back on offense, four on defense, 14 seniors. Um, really, defense is where this team needs work because offense, they can score with anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned their running back, uh, Antoine Roberts, yep. uh, senior running back, 6'2", 190. He's a Wisconsin commit. Um, 
he's an explosion waiting to happen. He runs with power. He runs with speed. Catches the ball. Kind of does it all. Uh, and you know, Wisconsin's going to get themselves a a, a stud in in uh, Roberts. Um, they've got a linebacker too that's uh, impressive. Pius. Oh gosh, I'm going to destroy this one. But uh, so forgive me. Uh, Pius Onigonor. He's a linebacker. Yeah. He's a speed rusher. Yeah. It's O N A G H I N O R, and that's as far as I'm willing to take that. <laughs> um, speed rusher. Uh, he can he can run people down from behind. I saw one play where he was especially at the line of scrimmage, and the and the running back got way outside. He still ran him down. Uh, good quarterback and Sawyer Watts, eighteen uh, hundred yard passer, twenty one touch uh, touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns. Uh, fun player to watch. He's got a strong, accurate arm. He reads coverage as well. Um, he'll be throwing to Brandon Shockey. Uh, Shockley, I'm sorry, uh, who's a big target at 6'3", 190. He also plays safety, and he has ball-hawking skills, and they're going to need that. They're going to need their defense to step up. And then uh, they've got a corner out there that is really impressive, Kylon Williams. Uh, he's 5'10", 183, but he can be that shutdown corner. They're, I think they'll ask him to help out on offense because he's just got that much talent. I, I think that he may spill, uh, he may play a little wide receiver, may play a little flanker, but uh, I, he's, I think he's an up-and-comer. He's a shut, uh, I think he'll be a good shutdown corner. They've got a large group of offensive linemen that all go 200-plus, but like you said before, Chris, Points scored aren't the problem for this team. It's being able to make stops. Yeah. And, you know, until they can do that, you know, they're going to have a hard time getting up there and competing in this. Yeah. Position. I, I want to see specifically Pius and Aganor and, and what he can do defensively and trying to. You couldn't help me out. I had, you, to, I had, had, to, I had to look that up myself. So. You, you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. You just. So I, no no I know how you work. We try to get names right. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Well, I, I, yeah. oh Naganor, a Naganor, a Naganor. Yeah. All right. It rolls off the tongue better than you think. Well, it does once I hear it. <laughs> you know, oh Naganor. I just and and the thing was I said it about three times. And I said it three different ways today. But yeah, I think that uh, again, this team is just it. If if they can get their defense straightened out and stop teams. Because you know how it plays, you know your offense. If you know if your offense comes off the field, it's it, it's not that this team can score. So this team can maintain drives. So it's the defense has got to step up this year. Yeah, for Justin Geisinger's crew, going to be a challenge to to get back into a playoff spot in that region. But uh, there are pieces in place, and they'll be an interesting team to watch certainly early because they've got some good non-region games. But uh, we've got one more team to mention before we wrap this thing up, and we have one independent team. It's Zion Christian. They're not playing for a playoff spot, and they're playing a lot of 1A teams this year. But we want to at least mention Zion Christian. You know, they've got a couple of kids that you know have some pieces in place. Yeah, if you, if you get a chance to get out and see these uh, see these kids play, uh, they've got a couple of guys of note. Mark Lowry, um, they're uh, their quarterback. Uh, he's a he's a big quarterback. Uh, throws the ball extremely well. He's got a quarterback rating of 110. Um, he, you know, he had uh, 324 yards rushing, uh, five t- TDs. He's thrown for 2,000 yards and uh, 24 TV- TDs. He's got a very live arm, and he is not 
afraid to sling it. He is a true gunslinger in the name of, uh, and he will be throwing. There's the the other guy I want to mention. You know, we talk about big quarterbacks. This guy is all everything. He's five three. 135 and plays like he's 6'3, 295. <laughs> I mean, uh, Dylan Runyon, um, he's a wide receiver. He's a running back. He's a strong safety. He, you know, he'll he'll go out and <laughs> wash your car. I mean, he does everything. He's, he's whatever you want he's, him to He's whatever he's, you need him to be. Absolutely. Uh, he catches the ball well out of the backfield. He's a hard runner, north south type of guy, but he can get to the edges. At safety, he will hit you, and like I said, he plays so much bigger than his size indicates. Yeah. And so, I mean, there are some players, just like anything else, there are good players, even on teams that may not do well. Yep. They're still fun to watch. Yeah, because because every game's got film, you know, if you're good, they'll find you. Yeah, absolutely. They'll find you. Yeah. And, and there's something to be – yeah, if if you look for it in a game, and I know Chris that you and I have been to our share of games that have gotten out of hand. Yeah, there are still stories within the game that make it worth watching, and so teams that may not do well or excel all the time, there are still stories within the game or players within the game that bear watching. All right, there are players still playing for for spots, players playing for their futures, and and you know. Every snap matters to somebody. Exactly. Even if it's 55 nothing. Yes. So, but I'll tell you this. We're ready for this. I mean, it's it's been a long offseason. It's been a frustrating offseason. It's been a questionable offseason of if we would even get to play. But here we are. We, we've just covered 90 teams in seven days, and we're near kickoff. Yeah, I'm, I'm carrying around rabbit's foot. You know, shamrock, good luck. You know, four-leaf clovers. Horseshoes. Of course, the rabbit is tired of carrying all that stuff. Right. But um, <laughs> we just we are at the cusp of the thing that we all love. Yeah, and got to give a shout out to all the teachers and administrators who are helping to put this thing on because without their hard work, it's is going to be really tough to even get through this. So I mean, even though space might be limited, there might be things different than what you're used to seeing. You no. Know, Give them a thank you, and please don't give them a hard time because they're doing their best. No, really, it's it's they are doing all they can in a you know scary scary time, and it's not their fault. Nope. It's it's you know it's hard press say it's anybody's fault, but it is the way things are. So you know, hopefully we have we get through this. You know, and this is the only ever time we ever have to deal with this. But no, if if you are there to give somebody a, a difficult time, just go home. Yeah, it's it's you're going to be happy for it. They're going to be happy for it. This is not ideal on you know on any way, shape, or form to anybody. But it's you know it's just the way things are, and it's better than nothing. That is true, and you know. You, I'm sure there are going to be alternative outlets to be able to see games and and things like that. So you'll get your fix. Yep. It may just not be on Friday nights, or it may not be the game you want. Yeah. But you know, it's football. Yep. And it's here. Absolutely. So, 
Thank you for listening to these preseason preview episodes. We're getting ready to start. In our next episode, we'll get you to week one. We'll have Stewart's Creek head coach Ben Cottle and Mount Julia head coach Trey Perry on. We'll get you ready for week one. That's going to drop actually actually Friday of week one. So <laughs> yep, we're, we're ready for it, and I uh, hope you are too. So, Scott, anything else? Nope, just uh, I'm ready for episode one. I'm ready for the season start. Right. I'm ready to defend my title. Oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I'll I will deal with you later. <laughs> for Scott Burton, I'm Chris Brooks. Thanks for joining us for the 615 Preps preseason edition. We'll see you next time and get ready for kickoff. Six One Five Preps Podcast is a production of B Squared Media LLC.